What's up, ladies and gentlemen? We made it to the end of 2021. Well, technically, we're just two days out, but nonetheless, we have made it to the end of 2021. So without further ado, we're going to do a little bit of a different scenario today. And so joining us is a good friend of mine, a fellow Sooner fan. He's also the writer of Hoops United Media, Mr. Robert. How's it going, Robert? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well myself. Then on the other corner, in my right top right screen, is uh, Dan and John, the host, all the way from Long Island, New York, the host of the Time to BS podcast. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Dan playing with the new fun. Off to a great start. We haven't way too much fun with this soundboard. How are you guys doing? <laughs> and then... <laughs> That's pretty good. And then, <laughs> and then, of course, making her return back to the podcast, the co-host of the SEC Sports Talk and also the new co-host of the Air Ray Attack podcast, Miss Jamie. Jamie, how are you doing this evening? Sure. Right. I think she passed out because of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope she's all right. I hope she's all right, too. She, her microphone probably crashed. I think it did. My, it may have. Oh, so, <laughs> we'll go with continuing. Hopefully, Jamie's all right. And uh, oh man, that's yeah, funny. I hope, uh, I hope, uh, um, hope we didn't uh, cause any issues. Heart attack from the old spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then Jonathan Lewis, the uh, a part of the Coast to Coast College Football Network, uh, is unable, <clears throat> uh, unfortunately, to be here tonight or during a podcast recording uh, due to personal reasons. There she goes. <laughs> Uh, her phone died. She just texted. Her phone died. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. man. It wasn't the old spice. <laughs> <laughs> you killed her. Like, and all I wanted was a body wash. <laughs> <laughs> all I want is a body wash. <laughs> yeah, that old spice commercial is pretty funny, man. Oh, that's great. It's <laughs> wonderful. Heck no. Oh, man. <laughs> so she is perfectly fine. Um, she's getting on her computer. Just give her a few minutes. So no big deal. But without further ado, we'll reintroduce her once she gets back on. But without further ado, gentlemen, there's so much to talk about. First things first, um, college football, but more importantly, COVID wrecking havoc again across the country. Are we, Dan, in your case, I know your family's affected it, is affected currently by it. When it comes to sports, are we going to – do you think – I know it's a touchy subject, but I'm kind of going to kill a little time here. Um, touchy subject, but nonetheless, do you think from your perspective, um, do you think we're going to see more sports cancellations here in the next few weeks? Well, the NHL right now might have to like postpone or restart their season. That's what I might – that's what I've been hearing. Um, the NHL might restart the whole season. Do you know what kind of disgrace – would be to restart a season that's true that's a that fair point that would be unprecedented that's a fair point i mean you can't 
There's me. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie's back. <laughs> yes, he's back. <laughs> Did the old sports whistle kill your phone, Jamie? I'm so no, I don't know what happened. My phone legit just like shut off and freaked out. Luckily, I had my computer already up, so I'll, let me just hop on that real quick. There you go. So to kind of fill you in, Jamie, so we were uh, I was introducing you, and then literally we thought you died laughing because of the Old Spice commercial. Mm -hmm. It was pure classic. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Like, I feel no. so awful. I'm like, oh my god, this is everything is not working technologically for me at the moment. Okay, I'm back. You're, you're perfectly fine. So reintroducing Miss Jamie, the co-host of the SEC Sports Talk podcast, and of course the new co-host of the Air Raid Attack podcast. Jamie, how are you doing this evening? Well, I'm, I'm great now, guys. It's good to be here. Thank you for having me. I, I have my technology issues all figured out. Sorry I'm not, like, on the screen. Um, I wasn't prepared for that situation. So. But I'm here, nonetheless. No, you're perfectly fine. We know that you're still recovering from Nebraska's season, so we'll give you some grace. No lies. No, <laughs> no lies. <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> Just so you know, Jamie. Um, so Robert is an OU fan. Then on the corner, you got Dan, who's a Penn State fan, and then John's also a Sooner. So you're kind of a mixture of the bunch. Cool. Very cool. We're, I mean, good company then. I'm and cursed. Then, I can't really say anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cursed for the wrong reason. Dan, you're just cursed, period. No, Kyle's cursed. Let's be clear with that. No, I think Nebraska's cursed. No. If anybody's cursed, it's freaking it's it's never left the Big 12. I'm cursed. May they got brought old Mickey Joseph on staff. That that's a that's a pretty big hire there. Yes, it really is. So um, let's I'm talk really Nebraska. About that. Gentlemen, Nebraska probably the best. I called it out a few weeks ago that they were probably the uh, the best team that wasn't playing the Big Ten championship game, in my opinion. But nonetheless, I mean, Nebraska's finished the season three and nine. Not to you know, refresh your memory, Jamie, but three and nine. I, in my opinion, this team could easily be twelve and zero. I mean, they should have beat Oklahoma. They should have beat, or of course, the rest of the the rest of the eight teams. But uh, what's on? What's everybody's thoughts on Nebraska? Where do we think uh, they go from here? Of course, Scott Frost coming back for twenty twenty two, which. I like that decision. I think Nebraska's in the right direction. They make a bowl game. They have to. They have um, to make a bowl game. I well, absolutely. What, yeah. Who's I mean, that? Uh, there, isn't there a, a transfer um, quarterback that's looking at Nebraska? Oh, Casey Thompson. Mm -hmm. Casey Thompson. If he lands there, that'd be pretty big time. Um, we've also offered Chubba Purdy mm. from FSU, um, which nice. I think would probably be the best fit. Of the two, although I, I don't mind Casey Thompson, I just think that Purdy's probably a little bit better. And so Mark Whipple, Mark Whipple was recruiting him to Pitt before he left for Nebraska. So with that, with that connection already there, I kind of am leaning towards it's probably going to be him. Some of Husker Nation is excited. Some of it, it, some of them are like, no, I don't want him. And I'm like, okay, well. Beggars can't be choosers, so let's just like, be happy, okay? <laughs> with who with who gets brought in. So quick question, Jamie. I'm kind of curious what you would say. And of course, you gotta get the right quarterback to fit the right system for Scott for Scott Frost and the university. But let's let's just play devil's advocate. I'm, Robert, I, I don't want to do this to us, but I'm just gonna play devil's advocate. 
What if Caleb Williams says after the end of the game, let's just say two, three days later down the road, he says, hey, I'm done being the Sooner. He enters the transfer portal, which is possible. Not saying it's not. Um, any thoughts on, you know, would you guys prefer, you know like him in Nebraska or probably not? Oh, I, I, Caleb, are we talking about Caleb Williams coming mm-hmm. to Nebraska? Oh, hell yeah. I would take, I would take Caleb Williams in a heartbeat. <laughs> I'm not even going to shy away from that. <laughs> I hope he obviously stays, but I mean, there's that chance, obviously, of course, as well. Yeah, I don't see that. I don't see that happening. I think if it was going to happen, it probably already would have. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly just glad that Rattler didn't come here. Okay. I was, I'm not going to lie, Jamie. I was really hoping that he would have. Because talk about the perfect storyline. Oh, you come to Lincoln September 17th. We may lose still, but who cares? But Spencer Rattler, but Spencer Rattler, the quarterback, potentially against his former team. It was it had been golden storyline. It would have been and and I it would have been a great storyline. I just I'm not a big Spencer Rattler fan, and I'm not because of his demeanor and the things that I've seen from him. And it was so apparent to me that when Caleb Williams came into the Texas game, that whole team, he uplifted that entire team and like willed them to win. It was such a special moment to watch. And I never got that feeling from Spencer. Like I always just felt he he just didn't have that competitive edge fire that you look for in those kind of guys and, and that's that's kind of that's why i don't really i mean even 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 adrian lacked that and i think that's why nebraska never turned a corner yep yep yeah it's the um the intangibles that caleb williams has versus spencer rattler just they're like their brains are wired different. It's it's so weird. Um, like they could have the same amount of or talent or whatever, but um, he expects what he expects out of himself. You know, he expects out of his teammates as well. And like he just sets a good example of um, um, working hard. I guess you know, like the harder you work, the harder your teammates are gonna work. It's it's easy to look at when it looked like he didn't want to work hard. And it's really hard to fail, per se, at the quarterback position in Oklahoma. It's really hard to fail. That offense is made for quarterbacks. Exactly. Since Bob Stoops, it's made for quarterbacks. I mean, you look at the quarterback prospects that have came from Oklahoma since, like, 2004, right? Name them. Like, Heisman Trophy winners Mm -hmm. galore. Yeah. Bradford, Heisman Trophy winner. Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner. Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner. You can keep going, and you know, Jalen Hurts, Heisman, Heisman runner-up, finalist. Heisman finalist, Heisman runner-up. Runner. If it wasn't for Joe Burrow that year, I think he would have won it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's so um about like th- three and a half Heisman Trophy winners from yeah. that university, and Spencer Rattler had all these expectations. We're like, oh my god, that he's he, gonna do it too. That he may have been the best out of all of them yeah, because he was a five-star recruit. Five star, like, it's just. Whoop, I failed. think he thought he was just going to automatically be that guy just because he was a five star recruit. Relax, kid. You're not Baker Mayfield. I'm sorry. He thought. Yeah, does that does that, that, uh, that, that seem entitlement that got him in trouble? 100%. Yeah. But we can. Does it um say anything about Lincoln Riley's offense or 
um, like Spencer Rattler's talent, like maybe Mayfield and um, Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts, they were like all world, you know. So they like covered up the deficiencies in his offense because they're so. They all played their asses off. Yeah, all players had straight heart. All players got their teammates riled up. That's the same with things Caleb Williams showed. It's the same thing when you look at Penn State. I mean, Trace McSorley, when you look at the quarterbacks that have came from Penn State in the Franklin system, I mean, there was Hackenberg, which was who was okay, and then you get Trace McSorley, who was. Awesome. Who was a who was a Heisman favorite one year? Yeah. Trace McSorley really was, Heisman, was a favorite to win the Heisman Trophy one year. Yep. And then you get Kyle Clifford, and now you get Drew Allar. Drew Allar, who looks like a stud as a freshman. Um, f- who's the top quarterback in the nation? I think right. Drew Allar. Is he? Yeah. I so, don't know. I'm not sure about I, that. Would imagine, but I'll have to double check on that one. I'm gonna look that up for yeah. you guys. <laughs> I know he's up there. Drew Allar, twenty-four-seven. I yeah, should follow recruiting more than I do, but I really only kind of pay attention to LSU and Nebraska. I, <laughs> I live in my own little bubble when it comes to the recruiting <laughs> world. I know it's important. It's just it's hard because I always feel like I don't really care until they're here. And then when they're here, then I'll fully embrace them. You know what I mean? Number one quarterback in the nation, signed with Penn State. Okay. Nice. That's nice. nice. That's awesome. That is nice. I know it's a meaningless bowl game, but OU just released their uh, intro video, and it's pretty slick. Um, nice. It has the 06 uh, <laughs> team back on it, and uh, I think that's pretty cool. Was uh, this a bowl game. game shot, like like a shot? Is that a shot? Tequila. Yeah. So. yeah. Tequila? Uh, did you see Bob Stoops' final uh, media day yesterday when yeah. when the, one of the uh, reporters asked him if he'd be up for uh, getting a tequila bath? And he said, why not? Yeah. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> Gotta love it. Gotta love Stoops. Probably He's like, bad. what are they going to do, fire me? <laughs> exactly. I was like, that's perfect. I just love that. <laughs> but uh, continuing on, of course, real quick, I uh, want to give a special shout out to even though he probably won't ever listen to it. But Sooner fan Jim Ross uh, announced today that he is cancer-free. So congrats to uh, WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross on being cancer-free. So congrats to him. By God, he's broken in half. (laughs) (laughs) But speaking of college football, what's – and, of course, we got all these bowl cancellations, which whatever, that's a whole other topic. Um, Man, you know but, what about – you know, they if these bowls really meant as much as they say they did, mm-hmm. okay, so they say I'm quarantined for seven days now as a thing. Why not push the bowls back seven days because and quarantine mean, these players? And, I mean, if that, I mean, if it really means as much as they say it does. You know, like, like we could just stop it. And, Why weren't they quarantined in the first place? Yeah, right. Well, yeah, right. I mean, really, like, why wasn't why weren't proper protocols taken to prevent this crap? Like, it's not rocket science we're doing here. Sequester the teams in the damn hotels. Like, don't let them go all. Like, I understand. Like, they want the experience and all that, but do you want the experience or do you want to really do do what you're there to do as well? Well, and exactly, you can do it after the game. Like, you don't have to do all that before. Go after. My thing, and uh, exactly, I'm 100% with you on that. And my thing is, why are these bowl games letting these these games cancel a few hours before kickoff? 
Yeah. Well, and did you see, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a post from one of the UCLA guys that I Mm -hmm. follow and he was, they're not refunding the holiday bowl tickets. Mm. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? me? Wow. That is kind of crazy. Not refunding them. Wow. Well, there's another bowl game. I forgot what which one it was. Might have been the military bowl. I don't remember. Don't really remember. There's been so many of them that uh, they're not refunding nothing. It's you. It's you lost your money, and we'll see you uh, maybe potentially next year. Well, and then uh, was it Central Michigan got to back out of the some bowl and play in a different bowl with another team? They're like, oh no, we're gonna we'll, we'll play this one over here though. I will say, <laughs> I will say this, and I'm not saying because Jamie's on here, but I really wish Nebraska was picked. And the reason why is one thing: their fans travel. Yes, right? that's what I said. I'm like, man, just let their fans just, travel. Just call yeah, I went Our to the Nebraska. Our fans were tweeting like crazy, like get make the call, make the call. We'll yeah. come back. We'll do Nebraska it. Nebraska fans are loyal as travel. They're oh, absolutely, they are. Yeah, they are. we'll show up. Like you just name the time, date, and place. Give us like 48 hours to get our shit together. We're there. Just, just like down here this year in Norman, they they travel. I mean, they they travel down here. So name the bar, they'll be there. <laughs> well, right. so listen to this. Well, John may know because he went to the university. He may obviously he may know. I know Robert's going to know. So the Lloyd Noble Center, home of the men's basketball team and the women's basketball team, which should be in the top twenty-five. It's a travesty that they're not, but whatever. Um, so anyway, Nebraska rented out that Friday before kickoff rented out the LNC because they had that many people uh, travel for the pep rally. Nice. Yeah. nice. I actually got to meet Johnny Rogers at that game. Oh, nice. that's awesome. He's it was so nice. cool, man. I got to talk to him for like five, ten minutes, man. It was really cool. He is the coolest dude. Like, he's he is, so he, chill. He's still, yeah. He's a Yo, good Jet, he's baby. A good yeah. <laughs> Johnny the Jet. Hell yeah. He still signs his name like that, too. It's pretty cool. As he should. <laughs> Speaking of bowls, and Dan, I know where he's going to go. I know where Dan's going to talk with this. First off, the SCC, the new home for OU and, and the, our little brothers down south. But um, what's a, do we even care that the SEC is 0-4? I mean, is that really a big deal? Like it is to some? Well, apparently it is to some people, like Texas. But, I mean, do we really care? And some OU fans. Do we really care that the SEC is zero and four? Nope, nope, nope. I mean, yeah. nothing matters. Nothing matters this fall <laughs> season. Exactly. <laughs> what well, I think kind of said that last year too, but I mean, a lot of the players who are going to the NFL don't play in the bowl game anyways because they declare for the draft, mm-hmm. like Alabama. <laughs> Speaking of Alabama, what's everybody's take on this year? Does Santi even have a chance? Yeah, I like Luke Fickle. But does I'll Alabama just steamroll them? Cincinnati overtime. Suck it, all of you. I give I up. Would, I would sell I my soul that. for Cincinnati and Michigan. I would also actually do that. No, I wouldn't. I don't really. Like <laughs> Michigan, honestly, Michigan fans are pissing me off right now. So you I don't really want like I like my Georgia fans. Like I like my Georgia followers a lot. They're really good people and they've been really good to me. So I'm like, and then they, then I have these Michigan idiots, and I'm like, all right. You know, you know what? I really want to see. I really want to see. I really want to see Oklahoma, like not Oklahoma, but like Georgia oh, and Cincinnati for the national title. And for Cincinnati to win, just to rub it in the face of the committee. 
because the committee is oh, yeah. pro SEC. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it really is. It really is. Very and it all dates back to 2017 when Penn State won the Big Ten. That was 16. That was 16? Okay, thank you, John. This is why the college football guy between yeah. the two of us. Right. Um, 2016, when Ohio State got in the playoff and Penn State did not. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that the best? What's the best solution? Because obviously the the committee last year, I think even though they got it right, even though Oklahoma was a hot team coming in towards the end of the stretch, what's the best solution? Because BCS failed in 03 when OU got cremated to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game. They still made it to the national championship even though they lost to LSU. The BCS still messed up from there. You got an unbeaten Auburn team that probably could have made that should have made it in the national title game that year. But what's what's I mean, is there even a fixable? I know um, Case and I were talking about it in the last episode, but is there even is there even a solution to this thing? Or what's the best? What's everybody's best way of like? Here's what we think should work. Because I know him and I mentioned the top two teams get a first round by. Then you have what three and eight, four? No, that wouldn't be right. Three and six, four and five. I no think more. you have to go six or eight team expansion, just yeah. like John said. Yeah. I mean, at this point, you have to. If Cincinnati somehow pulls off the upset against Alabama and they win the whole thing, the committee right. is going to look at the was going to look at this anyway. But the committee is not going to look like, oh my God, Alabama lost. We have to expand the playoff in order <laughs> to get more SEC teams in for more big money. It's it's a scam. It's a sham. That's what I mean, it is. It's always about the money. It's always been about the money. Mm-hmm. Here's what you should do. This is my thoughts. So let's say. I know everybody kind of wants that six to eight team range, but let's say you do like a top 10 type of thing or a top 12, top 12. You'd have to do like a top 12, but I think what you should do is you give, you give the four, the four at um, automatic bids conference champ five, I guess, technically we'll go five, five automatic bids conference champions. You get those in, you do those first round buys the rest of them though. I think you should find a way to, some of these lower bowls, those should be the sites for the first rounds. And that, I mean, can you imagine the amount of people that would come in Mm -hmm. do that? So you either do that or you do home field advantages. You, and then, so you give the universities an extra stream of revenue in the first round of the playoffs. And then in the second round, then you move them into the bowl. Then you move them into the bowl games. And then you still have the marquee, obviously, like the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, the New Year's Six Bowls to choose from for the, the semifinals and the finals again. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, I think it has to be 12. And I think the way that they solve this is to pick a better goddamn com- – I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Pick a better committee. <laughs> Pick pick better committee members. These idiots don't know what they're doing, and it's obvious. <laughs> well, they they, think, well, they know what they're doing. They're they doing know it for exactly the money. What they're doing? They know exactly what they're doing, and that's making that's Alabama, and that's making the two lost te- Alabama team fourth, so they're gonna meet Georgia in the national title game and match Alabama mm-hmm. win in overtime. Yeah, it's it's all about money, and in, and at the end of the day, that's not okay. That is okay. not what's going to give you supposedly the best products on the field. No. That division three seems to have a pretty good playoff system, don't they? They do. It's wonderful. I love I love watching I division. I think they should have a model a model like that somehow. And those are at the player those are at the fields. 
Yeah. They do. It's well, just like the it's just like the playoffs in the NFL. They get home field advantages. So right. Would you guys be see this is I think the only way now see I like the D3 way of doing it. See, I would be on I mean honestly, I think it may have you may have to go to eventually is just play a conference schedule, and I say that's that's when you can get those added teams in. But now, I at the do. same time, I mean, obviously, we know Texas and Kansas and Kansas State ain't going to make the, the national tournament. And so, um, yes. Um, sweet, that's big time. Um, dang it, I lost my train of thought now. I got a <laughs> big-time guest coming on. Um, Jamie, you'll be happy about this one. Um, God dang it. But um, no, here we go. Non-conference. Non-conference schedule. I mean, to some team, I don't know if that. I mean, I don't know what the best solution is. But I, I think the D three. <clears throat> excuse me. I think the D three. I think is best solution. But I don't know how you would fit it in with. You know, they don't want the kids out of class so much. Well, let's be honest. Like I don't want to take too much time. Half these kids don't go to class. Can we be honest about that? I mean, yeah, they just yeah. don't. Yeah. I don't have proof of that, but I'm just saying. You know, that's one thing about the name, image, and likeness that may happen. It may entice kids to stay, you know, for four years, and they might mess around and get a degree, you know. Like, I don't, that's the only, you know, that's a whole a whole new thing there, though. That name, that name yeah, I could keep going on that for a few hours. But... The, S- <laughs> the problem is, is that the SEC commission commissioner and the SEC brass of the universities are not going to let something yeah. happen that they can't fully control. Unfortunately, that's just what's going to happen. And and until that's somehow it, able to get counterbalanced out of it, we're going we're going to keep running into these situations and issues. I am happy that they let Cincinnati in finally. I will say that. Though. Yep. Yep. It's I like it, and here's why: because now you can say it. Because obviously, Cincinnati in twenty three in two years, they're going to go into the into the uh, the whopping Big Twelve conference. But it's going to give other Power Five conference teams maybe a chance to redeem themselves. It's either going to be one or two things. We knew that we knew that this was going to be a mistake, or it's going to help the group of five out. It's going to be one of those two, and I hate when it comes down to that. But unfortunately, I think this could be damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you do group five, which I don't think is fair, but this very well could happen. UConn somehow makes the playoff in 2026. <laughs> oh, God. Jim Moore can coach. I'm not going to say he's yeah. going to resurrect. Moore can coach. Program. He can. He can. Cincinnati deserves to be in there. Let's not be dramatic here, Let's not be dramatic. Yes. Since he won every game like they should have won, you know, I thought they would slip up, and they, they didn't slip up at all. So I think they deserve a spot yeah. in there all day long. There you go. Yeah. I like I like Bama. To win, it's not going to be easy. I like Bama winning, and I like Georgia. I just think those are your two best teams. I know it's not going to be what we all want, but it is what it is, man. It's well, exactly. Alabama, Michigan. Mm, I don't see Michigan winning that game against Georgia. No, well, they could. They Michigan is scary they good, man. They absolutely could, though. They're you're, Michigan I is scary don't, good. Don't discount them. That team is gritty. That team is good in the trenches, and you saw exactly what Alabama did to Georgia. And I'm sorry, but like Michigan is kind of built that way too. And the thing that the thing that Georgia needs to do, this will be the key to the game, is they have to be able to offset the, the ends for Michigan. Mm-hmm. 
in order to do that, they're going to have to run on them. That's been kind of sketchy at times. You know, Michigan has the most 35-yard-plus plays this season. That's pretty impressive, man. Yeah, Michigan, and the, with Corum and Haskins in the backfield for Michigan, and McNamara, can, he manages that offense flawlessly, and they've got some good receivers. I mean, they don't have to throw the ball a lot, but they do have guys. They can, they're speed guys. They've got Anthony. They can and they can run. And I know, I know, battle, and I know the secondary of Alabama is good, but it could, it could, or not Alabama, Georgia. She's <laughs> Georgia. I know Georgia's secondary is very, very talented and very good, but they've been suspect at times. Um, especially, I mean, I, I watched a game against um, Auburn in particular. If Auburn could have figured out how to catch the football. They might have beaten. <laughs> yep. So they can't. They still can't catch the football, though. You say that about a lot of Auburn games, though. If they can figure out how to do oh. something, <laughs> it's like that's a whole, Georgia, other, a whole other ball of wax. I'm saying though that that Georgia Michigan game is probably going to be a dogfight. All you got to do is um, challenge that defense and make their quarterback play beat you. With Georgia, they have such suspect QB play. Yeah, Sutton's not great. Mm -mm. They, are, they are concerned, and the Georgia fans are very much concerned about Stetson. They should be. As they should. Mm -hmm. Speaking of quarterbacks, <clears throat> and I know, I know Jamie, we, you and I talked about it a few weeks or whenever it was as long it's been. Um, oh, I know it's going to be – I know uh, it's going to be between me and Jamie. Jamie, any um, fire with your food or any dangerous food things happen for Christmas? No, I didn't set anything on fire at Christmas. We're good. <laughs> I was, well, I was, well, was going to message you that. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll ask him. To, first so. of all, first of all, I didn't set anything on fire. Well, something happened with the oven. We found out it was not. I didn't set anything on fire. So you set something on fire. She actually no, saved the food. I saved it. Actually, yeah. I saved there it. There you go. There you so, go. I was like, what is going? Because my brother had put stuff in the oven for me because I was actually feeling, I was feeding my niece, um, my one month old niece at the time. And, or no, not one month old. She was only like a couple weeks old at this point. And I'm like, I'm like, I was like, no, I'll just, I'll feed, I'll feed Charlie. Can you just put this? I was like, the oven's already on. I just need you to put it in the oven. And like, so I got done feeding Charlie. I burped her. I set her down and like, I was like, what is that? What is going on? Like, why is, I saw like a little bit of smoke coming up and I'm like, well, maybe something's just dripping on the bottom. And, and as I opened it up and I was like, oh my God, dad, we have an oven fire going on right now. <laughs> like, um, oh boy. <laughs> nah, it was terrible, <laughs> but, but I, I rescued everything. Everything turned out great and it was fine. <laughs> so no, everything, everything also turned out great for Christmas. <laughs> you guys see my prime rib post? I thought I did pretty well. It looked amazing. Can't can always go for a nice piece of prime yeah, rib. Can't go, wrong. Wrong. can't go wrong with prime rib. You can't. <laughs> you just can't. No. No, you can't. You absolutely can't. And I made this so like in the bottom, the, the pan drippings from the roast, I made a red mm. wine like gravy out of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we because a lot of people do like the au jus to dip it in. And I made this like red wine. We were making mashed potatoes, and I was like, "Well, I don't want to make like au jus and gravy. That sounds like more work that I don't need to be doing." So I was like, Jamie. "I'll stick it together." And I made this like bomb red wine gravy. It was. It was. A, there it was are two questions for you, Jamie, that I that I uh, that I would like to ask you now. 
Okay. Are you charcoal or gas? We have a we have we have gas. Um, okay. Uh, I I can appreciate charcoal. Um, I've never personally cooked on it though, so I don't know. Okay. My mom used to, but I I've I've we've always had like a like a natural gas grill and stove. So yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know if I would trust myself with that situation, y'all. Next question <laughs> for you. This is ultimately going to determine everything, and it is the, the oh, fate Jesus. of the universe is on the line. The fate of the universe is on the line with this question. Oh God, if we're, you have, <laughs> we're if screwed. You, if you can have four sandwiches to have oh, for the rest of your God. life, <laughs> oh, what would they be? Now, it can't be a hot dog. It can't be a burger, quesadilla, or a wrap. It can't be any of those four. Okay. My name's all four. No burger. No no quesadilla. No. No hot dog and no wrap. Okay, and what was what? So what am I doing? What's if you could have four sandwiches to have for the rest of your life, what would they be? Go as creative as you can. Okay, sandwiches. Um, I love bacon, lettuce, and avocado sandwiches. Woo! So I would do that for sure. Um, I also love. Um, I make this like black forest ham on a pretzel bun with like honey mustard and bacon it's fucking phenomenal um so i'd have that for sure too all right let's see um another sandwich that i love my face right now this i is- oh oh i gotta go with like with like a meatball sub okay for sure absolutely yeah. and then the last one would have to be so I make these, I actually made them on Christmas morning. I make these like breakfast sandwiches and they're, they're on like a honey buttered biscuit, sausage, white peppered gravy, um, pepper jack cheese and smoked Gouda cheese. Those would be the four. Mike, she's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> Did I pass the test? You guys. <laughs> I told you motherfuckers. I'm a bit surprised to be, to be honest. So I- Hey, Robert, what about you real quick? Now, Uh, Robert, first of all, Robert, he can work his ass off. That dude, him and I worked at the state. Oh, my Jesus. That's a job. That's a job. God dang it. That's a chore. That's a chore to say the least. (laughs) But anyway, going on on sandwiches, what about you, Robert? Oh, I'm really easy. I like the um, BLT or the avocado, but um, the BLT, a good old PB&J. Um, and like probably a meatball sub with some Tums. I need some Tums though. Oh yeah, same. There you go. And then, um, the fourth one, uh, probably like a, a tuna melt. I really like a good tuna melt. Good man. Good man. Both keepers. All, t- oh, all yeah. solid choices. Good man. I love how he went from sports to sandwiches and like that. <laughs> Typical of us, right? Yeah. Nice. Hey, food and football go hand in hand. Hand in hand, baby. There you go. There you go. So back to uh, sports before we go back to non-sports. So, Jamie, a while I was re-listening to I think I can't remember exactly what we talked about with this certain team. However, I do know that we talked about the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, God. Dan. We did. Dan. Now, remind you, remind you. So Dan, don't feed you BS. He prayed to the football gods that this team needs to suffer and suffer drastically. Well, that they are. 
so he's getting his wish. However, he's still now unhappy, even though he prayed to the football gods to practically cause this. Now, he must be sent to the fires of hell where our bryos lies. So, Jamie, <laughs> God, <laughs> going, yeah, well, I wouldn't go that far. All right. uh, <laughs> John's a Raiders <laughs> fan, which I'll give him props. Um, so what should Seattle do after this horrific year? I've already said trade Russ to Denver. I mean, we'll take him with open arms. We have no He's quarterback. Gonna fire everybody, I think. So yeah! there you go, Dan. I Told you. A, I think that honestly, Start like I think Carol. this is a management problem and Told a you, Dan. problem. I don't think that this has a lot to do with the players. Nope. I think it's nope. a management and a coaching problem. Because Russell's proven to you over and over again that he can win. He's a great quarterback. Like he he's had some struggles, but he's also been hurt this year. So I'm yeah. not against him. They've had a ton of injuries as well. Um, but for that defense, I think my biggest concern is defensively for that defense to have gone down as far as they have. It, it, it that's concerning, and that tells me it's a it's a management. They, they were top 15 in total defense prior to the Jamal Adams trade. The second Jamal Adams gets traded to Damian Clowney leaves, Name they go and the quarterbacks you've lost to since then. Correct. Name those quarterbacks you've lost to. Colt McCoy, twice. <laughs> I can keep going. Now, I do think it's a management and a coaching issue. But you also need to – because you have to look at the players they have brought in. I mean, they have – one thing they have had in common from 2012 to Russell Wilson's rookie year to maybe 2016, you can even go back further to 2010 when Pete Carroll first got there, was they had a ton of depth. They had a lot of really good depth on those teams. Yeah. The depth is no longer there. In the line. They have well, they've hadn't had it all line since Max Unger got traded, but I mean that offensive line was suspect anyway. But um, Pete Carroll, I, I've said this multiple times, I will continue to say this again. Pete Carroll is the vice president of football operations for the Seattle Seahawks. Every single decision goes through him and him alone. John, whatever John Schneider puts on the table, Pete Carroll has to approve it. I, I continue to say it, and no one believes me because it's true. <laughs> I mean, you look at... Why would you set it up that way? That sounds like a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for disaster. I mean, Chip Kelly is a proven example of it. Yeah, look what you Oh, did for it. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Look, look, look what Chip Kelly did to the Eagles. If you want to go even further than that, Marty Schottenheimer Schottenheim is one of the greatest coaches of, of all time. And his biggest downfall was he was... De facto GM, right? He was, yeah, he was stubborn about that, and that was his downfall. Mike Keenan, if you want to go further into hockey, Mike Keenan's downfall with a number of his teams was every team. He was also the GM. No, you cannot be a GM if you're a coach. You can't. That's like a conflict. That's a big time conflict. Correct. Now, if I were the Seahawks, and if I were to like, I think you have to let fire Pete Carroll, whether it's forced retirement or just straight out fire him out of a cannon. Yeah. Um, Can, I've we been can we fire him into the like the Potomac? Please How much do. Fun would that be? 
Please I'd love to watch that. I'd sign up for that shit. Send him to the Olympic <laughs> Peninsula where Bigfoot lies. How about that? Because I'm good with that too. Let's be honest here. They have this team has not recovered since 2014. They have not. I mean, you look at they have. I know from the back of my head, they have three playoff wins since 2015. With all the talent that they have had since 2015. Jimmy Graham, Sheldon Richardson, Justin Coleman, Russell Wilson, Jermaine Curse, Paul Richardson, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, Luke Wilson, Dwayne Brown. I can keep going. Frank Clark, Michael Bennett, Cliff Averill, the linebacker, the, the Legion of Boom alone. The Legion of Boom alone. Our Hall of Famers. Hall of Famers. You have five or six guys who are in the Hall of Fame. Since 2006, since 2015, and you have three playoff wins to show for it. That is coaching. Agreed. That is all coaching. They haven't brought any new talent in for since you said 2014. Who did they draft recently? Like I know DK is. <laughs> they still haven't dropped an offensive lineman. They have two hits since 2000. Since God, probably since 2016. It's Michael Dixon, who's a punter. <laughs> Very good punter, by the way. Hey, never discount, but never discount a good punter. Never discount okay, a good Australian it. punter, that's for sure. And DK Metcalf, that's it. That's, that's it, it, right? That's it. That's crazy. I yeah, mean, that's, that's, that's absolutely crazy. And that's a Pete Carroll draft selection. What I will never forget is this past draft. Creed Humphrey was right there at the 52nd pick. They didn't take him. And Boomer. They didn't take him. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate draft. it. Creed. I'm glad he's a Chiefs fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. I'm sorry. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Let me hear it. Give it to me. Someone benefited from Creed Humphrey. Nah. (laughs) They passed up on Creed at 52, huh? Passed off Creed Humphrey at 52. Wow. Dumb. Who did they take? Who did they take? D. Eskridge. Who? Dwayne Eskridge from Western Michigan. I don't. I really don't know who that is. He's a wide receiver, as a speed demon, but he's. They didn't really need receive. I mean, that receiver class was deep as hell. They didn't need a receiver. Tyler Lockett and DK. They got Tyler Lockett exactly. You got two all pros. That dude is a beast. You need depth, and you go later. You go and get depth later in the rounds. Like here's my point, and that offense in particular runs behind a great offensive line. It doesn't help that Dwayne Brown is a fossil at 35 years old. Now, granted, whoa, Andrew, whoa, whoa, take it easy now. No age shots. Fair point. I'm, I'm kidding. Fair I point. get it. That is a fossil in the NFL. But, I mean, you look at the signings that they have also have made. Brandon Shell. I'm. We're in New York. Bra- I saw Brandon Shell when he was with the Jets. That dude cannot play. How that man got six million a year from the from the Seahawks baffles me. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. There you go. Exactly. I mean, hmm. Greg Olson gr- signed with this team over Will Disley, who had f- who had like six touchdowns the previous year yeah. at tight end. Yeah. Gerald Everett is the number one tight end on this team, when Will Disley is significantly better on all fronts. Chris Carson got ran into the ground, potentially ending his career because Pete Carroll thinks he's Marshawn Lynch. When the whole purpose of this offense is rotate the running backs. But then he'll run the same run back up the middle. 
He will run the same six plays mm-hmm. over and over again. Run up the middle, run to the outside, screen pass, quick, deep pass, play action pass, and occasionally a trick play. Six plays. 32 dive. That's it. Six <laughs> plays. That's, That's it. it. That's it. That's all we got. That's it. I'm not wrong. Tell no, me It's been such a cluster up there for a long time. And, and what's amazing is that you got these so-called experts on an ESPN, CBS, Fox Sports, etc., that are saying, oh, maybe the Seahawks should now consider firing Pete Carroll. Really? <laughs> you don't say. You don't say. <laughs> but it's if you were to say it's all with all my old coaches, really. People are going to say, oh, Pete, because Pete Carroll's a really good coach and gets the best out of his players. Then why not Mike Tomlin? Mike Tomlin has only been the same stupid coach in Pittsburgh for 15, 20 years. But also, Pittsburgh don't fire the coaches, though, either. No one gives a bad rap about Mike Tomlin. Am I wrong? Tom Coughlin was the same thing with the Giants. Tom Coughlin was the same thing with the Giants, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely he was. Yes. I don't think he knew how how to bring that fire, like, he was trying to – he didn't know how to come across with it, I guess. Like, Tomlin relates better. But I see where you're going with that. But um, If they yeah. bring in, like, a player's coach – like, not a player's coach because Pete Carroll's a player's coach. But, like, if they bring in a guy that is actually willing to sit back and, you know, run the team, per se. Like, let the coordinators do their thing. Let Shane Waldron run the offense. Let Ken Orton Jr. run the defense. Let Ryan Izzo, or Larry Izzo in this case, run the special teams. You get Ken a Norton. guy. Sorry, I um, part of me wants a new guy. Part of me also wants an old – like a. part of me wants an, a young up-and-coming coach. Part of me wants to bring up an old face. The first guy I would, I would call immediately is Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn or you got a guy who has been here in Seattle on two different occasions, from 2000 to 2003, and then recently as a defensive coordinator. He's a proven head coach who understands offense. I'd say that's the most sensible pick for the Seahawks. It's the most logical pick. What about Norton Jr.? <sighs> no? Ooh, I don't know about that. Probably not. I wouldn't bring him back, but if I, I were was- Dan Quinn as the, as the head coach, I would hire Gus Bradley as the D.C., Oh, yeah, that's nice. That's nice. Gus Bradley is the defensive coordinator. Bring the guy back for another tour of duty. Yeah. I still like Brian DeBull, though. The face I'm giving you right now. You look like you want. I feel like I want to strangle you. (laughs) (laughs) This guy just mentioned to my face Adam Gase as the offensive coordinator. Oh, come on. You know you love him. Josh McDaniels. Hugh Jackson for quality control. My dream scenario would be if Josh McDaniel somehow leads the Patriots, Jamie, good call. Um, if like McDa- if a McDaniels or a hardcore or a really good OC like leaves their team, like Mike Lombardi, if he somehow leaves the Chargers and says, hey, I have the opportunity to coach a Hall of Fame quarterback, I'm going to do it. Or see what Shane Waldron still has on the table. Because he's he's in his first year as an offensive coordinator. 
You don't, I don't think McDaniels ever leaves. I think I think he's being the Patriots head coach. Billy, we all know that. Yeah, once Billy gives it up, he's going to be the head coach. He's not. You know, he's not going anywhere. You know, some coordinators, they're not, you know, they're just not meant to be coaches. You know, they're they're really great coordinators, and I think yeah, Josh McDaniels yeah. is one of them. Well, you saw that Joe with Matt Patricia. Yeah, I mean, Joe Brady, there's another name. Joe Brady, there's another name. Mm. So Joe Brady does not, so as an LSU fan, and this is like when everybody, all this LSU stuff was coming up again with our coaching search, they were all like, we'll hire Joe Brady, do this, do that. And I'm like, and then he came up, you know, with the Oklahoma job when that opened. And I'm like, okay, but we, what you're not understanding is that, like, Joe Brady doesn't really like to recruit. And so when you don't when you don't like to do that particular piece of the puzzle, meaning, like, recruit and find the talent, and that doesn't really make a good head coach. Well, that's why he would fit perfectly with the University of Miami. If <laughs> Joe Brady goes to Miami – Think of it this way. Mario Cristobal is the head coach of the Hurricanes. Yeah. That he doesn't want to go true. back to college. Mm-hmm. Joe Brady's not going back to college. He said that in an interview re- a couple times. He he won't go back to college. You Honestly, don't think so? because of the, it's because of the recruiting, too. He doesn't ah, recruit. Yeah, he doesn't like to recruit. He just he doesn't like that piece. He basically likes to go to work, show up, do his offensive shit, and leave. <laughs> And all I wanted was a body wash. <laughs> no, um, uh, you know, a lot of them schools they recruit just on name alone, like um, the, the Kyle Flood. You know, they make make a big deal out of how much of a recruiter he is. But I mean, you're recruiting to Alabama. I mean, I understand, like you still have to finish the the process of signing the kid or whatever, but. Um, yeah, Joe Brady didn't recruit at LSU. That was Mickey and and Ed and Ogeron. Mickey and Ed were the primary recruiters. Oh uh, yeah, that's how, that's cool. Brady didn't do Brady didn't do any of that. That's just why I don't see him ever coming back to the college ranks. He wants to stay in the NFL. You know who's in? So it's meant, it was funny you mentioned a, a possible coordinator. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of people out there wanting Green Bay's OC. I mean, I say stay the fuck away from him because he's mine and you can't have him. What? <laughs> but I do think that at some point he deserves a head coaching job. Nathaniel Hackett as a head coach. Yeah. Hmm. Did anyone not see him with Buffalo? Uh, they did, uh, but I'm telling you, like, right oh. now, I'm telling you right now, there's like a lot of smoke around it, and I'm like, no, I think he really just needs to stay a coordinator. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. And Aaron Jones. To Aaron Jones, to A.J. Dillon. (laughs) By the way, there's another pick, A.J. Dillon. But there's another pick that annoys the crap out of me. AJ you know crazy? Like, everybody says that, but we have uh, Green Bay's had so many injuries on the offensive line. And the way that they've had to piece that thing together and move people around, the fact that like Aaron Rodgers is hasn't died is is like a miracle because they get David Bakhtiari back, they're going to the Super Bowl. A one hundred percent. Did you see on on Pat McAfee's shows that Aaron was like I wore my I wore these socks for D back, so he was with me when I threw my four four three. I was like, oh, was so cute. But yeah, but yeah. And uh, and Jenkins 
<laughs> Did you guys hear what John said? No, what, no, what did, did he say? I don't believe in Green Bay anymore because I like to bet money on sports and I lose too much money on Green Bay in every year. Really. <laughs> I can tell you to never bet on the Packers, man. Never bet on any of the teams I represent because they suck. It happened to me last year. I bet on the Packers. I felt confident and then. Nah. So who are we going to take in our Super Bowl? Stop betting on the Packers. Who are we going to take in the Super Bowl? Who, who, who are our Super Bowl picks? Packers and Chiefs. Of course. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> I mean, you know what's you know what I hate to say though. This pains me to say it. I hate because I hate Dallas, but like I feel like they might be the biggest threat at this point because of the way yeah. they're coming along and playing. I don't. I think the road. I think the road goes through Green Bay, and Dallas cannot play in Green Bay, so that will be fine. But I just have a feeling. Um, I just have. A, I just. I don't know why. I just have a feeling. As far as the AFC, I don't know. I like to see the Chiefs. <laughs> the AFC is so wide open. What about yeah, the LA Chargers? I'm gonna Justin Herbert's a stud, man. I'm gonna scare some people when I say this. Mike and John, you know this joke. This wonderful joke that may turn into t-shirts eventually. Oh I'm gonna go with in the NFC, I'm gonna go with Green Bay. But in the AFC. I have our dear friends up in Western New York and the Church of Josh Howe and the Buffalo Bills. Dude, I don't. Represent you, Dub, baby. I don't know. It might <laughs> I don't know I about don't Buffalo. Know. You know who's going to be a hard team to beat is the Colts. The Colts look really good. I know. It's, uh... And the Bengals. You know what's crazy? It could honestly, the Bengals could sneak in there. I would love that. I That wide receiver core in Cincinnati is really, really good. Chase. Oh, my how wrong were we, by the way, by saying how wrong were we, guys, by saying Jamar Chase was, was a terrible pick for Cincinnati? I don't how know who said that. I don't know who said that because it wasn't this girl. I, minus the LSU fan. It's always my hopes and dreams. They got T. Higgins. Um, that dude's really good too. He went over a thousand yards this season too. He was great as rookie year. He was great as rookie year too. I, I had him in fantasy. Very nice. Rookie year. But yeah, Burrow to Chase. It's hard to beat that shit. Joe Mixon too. He's a boomer sooner. He's turning it up. He's Joe really Mixon's nice. been great for my fantasy team as well. Very good season, man. Appreciate him too. You got me thinking on Cincinnati now. I don't. I think especially if their defense. My problem is the defense. The defense can be a little sketchy at times. I don't know why that is, but their defense just like they can look like monsters and then look like complete idiots wandering around on a book. I'm not sold on anybody in the AFC. I'm not either. No, exactly. The Patriots could sneak their way in there, man. Please no. That's what I'm saying. Please God no. I can't. I can't do th- no. They need, to be, they need to go away for a little while. 
Really? Buffalo really could sneak in there, though. They do have a really nice defense, man. And Josh the Allen, like, he white did, injuries he, hurt them, though. What's that? The Tredavious White ACL tear is going to hurt them a lot more. I was than just going to say that's that's yeah. a big, that was my that was my next thought. That's a big loss. If, if Buffalo's going to make the Super Bowl, they have to at least get the three seed. They have to at least get the two or three seed. They they have to pray that Tennessee or Cincinnati somehow like falls off, and they have to pray one of these teams goes to Kansas City knocks off the Chiefs and they get the AFC championship game in Western New York. Because if they get if they host the AFC championship game, I don't care who they play, that crowd is gonna go nuts. Yeah. It's not, it's a hard place to play. Buffalo deserves a Super Bowl. Probably more they, than most of these teams in the AFC. Well they definitely deserve a Super Bowl, but man, there's been so inconsistent this year that you don't know what Super Bowl team not Super Bowl team. You don't know what Buffalo team's gonna come out there and, and play. They're stock up on the tables. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> They're out there uh <laughs> Dudley boys, ECW right. champions. For sure. I'm playing really good football right now too. The Chiefs. I was um they started out really bad, I think. Okay. John, I don't know what you think of the Chiefs. I think that they. I think they are closer to the microphone. I think their start was not as bad as people thought. They lost them. It was you know rough start. That was it. They were not as bad people said they were at the time. No, they're not a bad team. I think they're also overperforming the last few weeks. At the same time, yes. Point between now and the Super Bowl, we're going to see them return to the medium now. They maybe look at the Ravens of two years ago. It made me think of that Ravens team from two years ago. That if the right team plays them, they're going to get exposed. Yeah. Well, I said that right after the Super Bowl when Cheese were getting annihilated. Was they reviewed the Super Bowl tape that Tampa Bay did? They t- practically learned from Tampa and utilized it to a, the, Kansas City's beatable. And I'm beatable. I don't think they get. I don't think they get to the AFC Championship game at all. I think. I think the. I think the Bengals are set up to beat the Chiefs pretty well because what the Bengals do well, the thing they spread the ball around. That well, that's it. That's just it. It's hard to defend Cincinnati because of the way that the ways they come at you. And keeping Patrick Mahomes off the field is the best defense, and they can and they can do that. And their defense is re- and their defense mm-hmm. is good. Their defense is good, and the their, secondary, is their secondary has some ballers. Oh yeah, Jesse Bates. Some, by the way, Jesse yeah. Bates is going to get paid. They have some. I mean, Awuzier. That they have some really really great players in the secondary. That's the only thing that scares me about Dallas is that defense. That Micah, Micah Parsons and um, Diggs. He's a freaking monster, man. Diggs is better than Diggs, and it's crazy to think about that because Diggs, Diggs leads the NFL in interceptions, but he gets torched every every other play. So right. Yeah, but and that's just with Diggs. You think, I think that Diggs is a ball hawk. I, I do think that he's got great ball skills, but all of those interceptions are coming because of the pass rush from the front. It's forcing the quarterbacks to make those errant throws. So it kind of 
it, those really also go to that defensive front. And Mark, like big, really Micah Parsons. What's he got, 13 sacks or something this season? He's got like 12 and a half sacks. Yeah, that's it's crazy. crazy. Man. That's a good, nice 12 movie. and a half sacks for a rookie, which I think is like third all time. Yeah, I think they're going a little far with the comparisons to LT, though. So soon. Whoa, 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 whoa. Like that, I, heard, um, I heard some guys saying that earlier, comparing him to LT, and I'm like, come on now. That's a that's that was, wow. That was such, like, that's I had to just put my phone down for a second. You cannot say that. <laughs> yeah, I had to put my phone down for a second. I was like, bro, come on. Seriously. The closest guy right now to Lawrence Taylor is – Probably Aaron Donald. Probably. Mm. That's Probably. interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the, even that it's saying a lot because Lawrence Taylor, like, like, listen, Aaron Donald puts fear into people, but Lawrence Taylor made you like legit shit yourself. Dude, serious. Like, I, mean, I don't, I've, I've maybe JJ Watt when he's like seriously in his prime, JJ Watt, maybe. But, but did Lawrence Taylor ever fall off? Probably, yeah. like, Lawrence Taylor never fell off, though. No, no he's consistent. Like, like, Lawrence Taylor like, never fell off. Yeah, yeah. yeah right? He was very, <laughs> very Think about that. Back in the 80s, like when, when, when teams were running the ball constantly. And yeah, you could get forearm shivers and like head slaps up against the helmet. You know, like the offensive oh. line could do whatever they wanted, man. If Lawrence Taylor <laughs> played today, he'd be penalized every play. That's just true. I was That's just going to say it. He would be fine. No, <laughs> he might as well just turn his paycheck over to the refs at the end of the game. It's like, here, here, here. <laughs> yeah, you just can't play that way anymore. It's unfortunate <laughs> because that was such great football in the 80s and it 90s. Was. Very good football, man. Y'all have fun watching highlights. Michael Vick and Lawrence, who would win a race? Ooh, Lawrence Taylor. Man, that would be such a fun Dude, game to watch. That would be nice to see. Great. Good call, man. Look at you. That would be that would be a hell of a game to watch, man. Michael Vick's Falcons against Lawrence Taylor's prime Giants. Oh, son. Son. <laughs> For well, real, that would be a better one. Uh, Michael Vick against the 85 Bears. That would be cool. My – Man, Mike Vick was so electric when he came into the league, man. Yeah, there man. is nobody. There, there still hasn't been anybody like Michael Vick. Okay. Life. Kyler Murray. No, no. Michael Vick man, had another one. Oh. is the closest one. But he's not Michael Vick. Like, nobody is he's Michael. not. Michael, I think the thing that people forget about Michael Vick, like, yes, he was so dynamic and fast, but that man could swing the football. Dude, he with a flick of the wrist. I mean, like, that man could – Freaking sling the damn football! Just a flick, screw up. And I kind of feel bad for Marcus, his brother, because there's so much pressure on him that he just didn't live up to the height that Mike had. Man, he was kicking dudes in like the face, Mm -hmm. you know, like when they were down. Like that's crazy, man. How can you just do your brother like that, your name or whatever? But it's too bad. He had a lot of talent, man, but he wasted it. Wasted a lot of it, man. If Michael Vick doesn't go to prison. What are the chances he gets in the Hall of Fame? Oh, 100%, Easy. I think. He gets Easy. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. All day. 100%. All day long. I think he might get in the Hall of Fame, though, right? He lost the crime of his career. Dude, you know what? Oh, well, here's a, oh, good topic. I'm glad you brought that up, Dan. So here's the deal. If Michael Vick gets in the Hall of Fame, 
and I know it's two different sports. I'm sorry, I'm paying attention to the Clemson game. If there's two different sports, but if he can get in the Hall of Fame, then I guess at that point, the steroid era, yes. Barry Bonds, Alex Rodriguez, Rafael Palmeiro, the list goes on and on. At that point, you might as well let them in at that point okay. as well. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. Pete Rose. The fact that Pete Rose's records are in the Hall of Fame and he himself is yep. not in the Hall of Fame is a disgrace to baseball. Mm-hmm. It is. It's an absolute I think, disgrace I think to baseball. everybody agrees with that. Roger Steroids, Steroids has nothing to do with your hand eye. Yeah, Roger Clemens in his prime. I mean, you're probably less of a more bigger yeah, baseball fan than Roger me. But like, prime. Roger Clemens in his prime was probably how many Cy Young how many Cy Young wars did he win? Not even yes. that, but like, he was dominant. Six. No seven, one could right no one could hit him. Yeah, it was a few when he was with Boston. Is that what you mean? When he was in Boston? When he was in Boston, yeah. Yes, he was. He was. And Barry Bonds. I think you take Barry Bonds' career with the Giants away, he still gets in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but mm-hmm. The thing with Roger, he won seven. The thing with Roger, I thought it was six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. And these guys, and you can tell when they started them because they were great players before. But if you look at their career and their stats, you start seeing things that just don't look normal. Alex Rodriguez with the Seattle Mariners and the Texas Rangers alone gets in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah, for sure. Greatest I've ever seen. Um, like, steroids doesn't have anything to do with your hand-eye coordination, no, in my opinion. it does not. And then you could tell when Barry Bonds, when he went from, like, 210 to, like, 270 overnight. You know, like, <laughs> he got so jacked, What's dude. What's going it was on funny, here? <laughs> and for how he became a power hitter out of nowhere. For real, I like it. <laughs> I mean, the whole – I mean, that whole era – yeah, everybody juiced. Symbolized man. Baseball. baseball was. I mean, people fell in love with baseball again in the '90s. I mean, I'm pretty sure we could have a whole debate, like a whole discussion of just '90s baseball. Hell yeah! And that's what makes this upcoming ballot even more interesting because most of the players that's on there that's eligible or still on the ballot is all the ones during the steroid era. Now it's really we're gonna find out now how much they really. I guess in a way, think that um, steroids either was good or bad for the yep. game. Because I mean, hey, they made a lot of money off of those players. Thanks. Point exactly. There you go, John. John again. They got TV ratings. They made their money off of those players. And the fact that they aren't in the Hall of Fame, like even a few years ago, yeah, right now is a disgrace. The Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire home run. Yes. The 90s. Oh, that was so killer! Every day, man, you was just waiting for it. Yeah. By the way, cool. Mark McGuire should also be in the Hall of Fame by now. Mark uh, McGuire's son plays at OU. Hey, there you go. Hey, nice. excellent baseball kid. Fact uh, but no, that '90s home run derby was phenomenal. That whole season, man, they were like chasing each other. It was so cool, man. Something else. Like Sammy Sosa was good. That part of baseball history was that. Is Sammy Sosa in the Hall of Fame or not yet? I don't know. No. No, he's not in the Hall of Fame. He should also be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And Ed, um, uh, Palmero should be in the Hall of Fame, too. There you go. There you go. I do was a good ball player, man. I still think Pete Rose should be. Pete Rose should get in yes. first. 
he didn't even like did he didn't even bet on his own games, did he? Right, it's just games that were he bet, on, he bet on his own team. Oh, did he? Yeah. But not to lose though, right? Uh I think so. Oh really? I didn't oh, okay. I didn't know that. That's kind of weird, but I don't know. He's still a damn good ball player, man. Real quick, congrats know, to Clemson. Did you see how Clemson won that football game? Yes. That's why I, I kind of felt bad because you guys were talking about I was more – I was actually interested, like you were mentioning, of how Clemson won this thing. The defense is what took them. But the fact of how it happened was, is still – it's the dumbest it's, thing. Like, yeah. literally ran into his own player after getting the first down yeah. and fumbled the football backwards. Like, How about the Dabo Sweeney-Matt Campbell relationship going on? Oh, They're all out at the, at the car. Like one of those guys, so <laughs> probably shouldn't comment on this. <laughs> Dabo will be the new uh, Matt Campbell's coach. pretty good, but he just – why would you say our goal is not to win a championship in this perspective? I'm so sick of that. Expect your life. team to give everything they got to come through as a unit or something. <laughs> yeah, I really wish I wish people would stop talking about Matt Campbell and being a good football coach. He sucks. Yeah. Yeah. He had a he had he had a good offense and um Purdy and Breeze, good offensive line. Charlie Kohler, you know, it's hard hard not to win games. You have all that seniority coming back and that's what you do with your season. Yeah. Yeah, this year kind of showed he is not everything they were. No, they get boxes of cheeses for the victory. Yep. That's kind of nice. I'm sorry. I need a snack apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and one thing I thought that was gonna be the key of the game and that and that turned out to be what pretty much was besides the ridiculous turnovers. Um Iowa State just could not run the ball without Brees, Brees Hall. Nope. They they oh, failed in that new and I knew that was gonna be the biggest thing, and that's what killed them only 70 rushing yards. And so congrats to Clemson. I'm sure hey, um, Casey's happy right now. Hey, you guys ever seen a picture of uh Kennedy Brooks up to a picture of Donovan McNabb? No, uh-uh. you guys look exactly alike. You should really? pull it up on yeah, pull it up. Put them next to each other. It is crazy. I'll Google McNabb. You get you. you <laughs> it blows me away that like it looks like father and son. Do you got the picture of him up? I got a good potential Scott Frost replacement. We are not talking about this. It's gonna, uh, Mark. Holy! Holy! <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> That's wild, dude. That is so Whoa. wild. Holy! <laughs> It's like I'm looking at the same guy. I'm telling you, man, it's so wild, dude. It's the same dude. <laughs> it's not the same, off. dude. You guys- <laughs> before we sign off on before we sign off on our end, um, can we just point out and say something? Disney's dude. weird, man. Yeah. So listen to this. So real quick before we end, end the show. So Dan uh, did a uh, show on ColorCast a few days ago. Which we're streaming again, by the way, in 10 minutes. Shortly. I apologize. I, I didn't even keep tab of the time. Okay. Um, but, Dan, you you tell the uh, Robert and, and Jamie what you uh, mentioned on this because it, it, this is weird John, and disturbing. Um, and disturbing. Take a wild guess to how old Snow White the character is. Oh, they're all 150. 
they're they're all no, they're all young, you guys. This is not good. <laughs> she's like six years old. No, she's fourteen. Guess how old the I prince was, is in that movie? Like huh. he's probably like thirty something. Yeah. Close. John got it. Thirty-one. Yeah, I thought so. And it gets even worse. That. So yeah. if you remember Roxanne from the movie of Goofy movie from the Goofy movie, yeah. Um, Disney trying to be too slick here. She's thirteen in that movie. So you're trying to be too slick, and I feel grossed out. It's not right. It's not yeah. right. My so my my brother is a pedophile anyway. Not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not watch Disney <laughs> a bunch of pedophiles. <laughs> It's it's horrible to say that because I love Disney movies and but yeah it's I've actually heard a time or two that underground Disney is was like a big sex trafficking. Hey, what oh, that's well, that's one of the topics we're going to talk about on Time to BS tonight. That's yeah, that's crazy. About Hollywood. I have heard yeah I've heard some really disturbing stuff about all of that of late and some of the, some of the things that have gone down um too uh, have kind of solidified that that's probably fact-based oh we know this i, I, I do know one thing for certain texas sucks at football horns down horns. <laughs> oh my yeah. god horns here we down. go well, guys, as we wrap up the show um, in the 2021, real quick, uh, you guys, um, I'm going to go ladies first. Jamie, I'll be a little biased, um, but uh, Jamie, uh, any plans for New Year's Eve or any, any, do you, well, first off, do you do any New Year's resolutions? Um, but if not, any certain goals you are trying to achieve in 2022? really do like resolutions because i think any goal you make you should make it a lifestyle change so i think it's more of attaining something that you know that you can achieve and stick with and kind of like mold over time for me personally though i really do want to really get my health in a better situation um i know you guys don't know this but i have several autoimmune diseases that I deal with. Um, and they've, they've been kind of out of control lately. So I want to focus on being more healthy and really eating clean eating. And I want to try to start increasing, like going swimming and working out a little bit more. Um, I have to be a little careful with that, but, but that's, I just want to be a, I just want to be a live a healthier lifestyle to hopefully help my health in the long run you ever uh need a you ever need like a diet plan i help you out because i've been going on a couple diets myself you ever like shoot me shoot me a message i'll, I'll give you a hand with a, a list that i have perfect sounds great i got you take it all i want for new year's is a body wash man <laughs> And uh, only Jamie's going to know because I can't really say nothing right now because uh, I don't want to get something out in case it does not happen. Uh, he just sent uh, his number. Oh, nice. So That's exciting. I'll give him a call Mon or Monday or Tuesday. Let's go. For you guys, uh, Robert, uh, any uh, do you set any resolutions or anything? If not, uh, anything particularly looking at 22 for, for your 
um, we trying to achieve in 22? Well, my beautiful wife and I are going to check out um, opening night um, downtown OKC for the first time. Um, we just moved here from Wyoming recently, so um, about a year and a half ago. Um, so I'm going to be finishing up my third year of my bachelor's in organizational leadership. I want to um, just kill it in 2022, man. That's my goal is to just kill it and grind time. Just grind time. I love it. Um, John and uh, John and Dan. Right on. John, what do you got? Uh, honestly, I don't really have any New Year's resolutions. I just need to keep my grind up. I need to keep it going. Maybe go back to school eventually, get a degree, stop making money using my body and lifting things. And what the? Comfortable. Wow. What? <laughs> What? What the? <laughs> okay, next. Uh, and all he wanted was I, a I'm body not even going to ask. <laughs> <for him>. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, buddy. Good job, <laughs> Good job was, John. I like that. That was old spice, Harley. Um, well, I'm already, I've been on a weight loss journey myself for um, over two years. I'm down 70 pounds as of today. Well, I've been, I've been down 70 pounds, and the goal that I have for 22 is to lose an extra 60 more. So mm -hmm. I used to be 340 around this time two years ago. And I'm, sure, 260, I'm 260 now, thanks. And um, eventually, by this time next year, I want to be down officially 150 pounds. That's awesome. Yeah. Ooh, that puts yeah. you at like 190 or so? Yep. Nice. Mm -hmm. Now, how has COVID affect now? Well, um, well, not I should say will because we don't know what the future holds. Does COVID affect now? How bad is it over in the in your area to where you can or can't go to the gym? We can go to the gym. Uh, there are some gyms that uh that allow you to have the that will make you have the mask on. There are some gyms that won't that are, make it optional. Um, but it's it's interesting over here, right? Yeah. Honestly, in the last month or so, I haven't been going to the gym because I don't really need to. No, we know why. Because of that body that you're always lifting stuff with. No, I was not going to say that at all. Oh, I'm a mover, so I have to like move people's shit. So I <laughs> Put into context next time, sure. man. Put into context. You just you your cover is a mover. <sighs> well, guys, we're gonna. <laughs> I oh, wish you gosh. all a uh, a happy new year. And um, the twenty twenty one Alamo Bowl just kicked off, and OU was a quick three and out. Um, but anyway, it took him a whopping six seconds. But anyways, um, so uh, so anyway. In the show there, but uh, happy new year to you, to all the listeners. Thank you for the support in 2021, 2022. If you guys, well, more of the Twitter's been going off. New logo, if you guys haven't uh, seen it, new logo, new co host. Uh, 22 is already good to, and uh, on the great track, and of course, uh, bigger things are just on the horizon. So, Dan, John, thank you for your time coming on, Jamie, you as well, and uh. Robert, uh, you as well, and hopefully we can go and uh, 
hunt some ducks tonight. Yeah, let's go hunt, baby. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right, nice to meet you guys. Nice to meet you. Happy New Year, everyone. everyone. All right, I'll we see, will you, see later, you all next year. Right on.